0: This review is brought to you by Peloton. Visit onepeloton.com to find out about all the newest additions to Peloton's library of workouts, including boxing. And stay tuned right after the review for more information. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my review for The Adam Project, which is the latest Netflix original. The Adam Project has actually been in development for about a decade. Tom Cruise was attached to star at one point. This iteration, the one that made it to the screen, is a combination of drafts that were done in the past by T.S. Nolan, Jennifer Flackett, and Mark Levin. Writer Jonathan Troppett, who created the TV series Warrior and wrote 2014's This Is Where I Leave You, collaborated with Levy and Reynolds on the final draft of the script. Walker Scobell, in his acting debut, plays Adam, a young boy grieving the death of his father and struggling with being bullied at school, his mother, played by Jennifer Garner, faces the challenges of raising a child alone and trying to reintroduce herself to the world. One night, Adam comes face to face with a future version of himself, played by Ryan Reynolds, who has come back in time to stop an evil executive, played by Catherine Keener, from destroying the future. Both Adams set out on an adventure through time to find their father, played by Mark Ruffalo, and set the timeline right. Zoe Saldana also stars as Laura, one of future Adams' closest allies, who also has a key role to play in the battle to save the world. Director Sean Levy and star Ryan Reynolds have made no secret of the fact that they were heavily inspired by the Amblin films of the 1980s, your Back to the Futures, your E.T. the Extraterrestrials, when it comes to making this film. I also caught a feel that was a lot like the Disney live-action films of the 1980s, especially Flight of the Navigator, which was one of my favorites when I was a kid. This movie feels like all of those films, but it's not a pastiche. It's not just a kind of sloppily sewn-together patchwork quilt from all of these different different parts, the story of the Adam Project doesn't exist just to serve its influences. It's less of an homage and more of a throwback to those kinds of films. I've made no secret of the fact that I am a fan of Ryan Reynolds, and I think that he actually gives one of his best performances ever in this movie, and it's largely because the role of the Ryan Reynolds character instead goes to the young actor Walker Scobell, who's making his film debut, his acting debut, and he pulls off the role impressively well, especially considering that he is doing a younger version of a personality with Ryan Reynolds that we all know very well, but it doesn't seem like an imitation. It seems very natural, and you can actually see this kid growing up to be the Ryan Reynolds that we all know. Reynolds is more of an older, angrier, more world-weary version of the personality that we know, and the younger version of Adam has more of a role to play than just the cute kid. The two characters share a lot of great scenes together. My favorite, I think, in the whole movie is where future Adam sort of is bemoaning his childhood and the absence of his father and painting it out to be a certain way and the young version of Adam kind of calls him out on his BS and says like well wait a minute you're remembering events from your past which is basically my present and I'm telling you it's not that way. You're basically rewriting your own history to fit the feelings that you already have, and this is how you do character work. It could have just been like, oh, look, it's a cute young me, but these two actually have something to learn from each other, and most impressively, future Adam has more to learn than from his younger self than the other way around. Sentimentality often gets a bad rap in movies, and I've said it before, I think that sentiment is fine. Cheap sentiment is what really can drive a movie into the ground. And there are lots of different issues that are broached in this movie. Dads, death, dead dads, that have been done a million different ways. But The Adam Project makes sure you're invested in the characters first, letting the emotion flow through them instead of asking for cheap unearned sympathy. And I think the result is a sweet, sometimes heartbreaking story of a split family that's trying to put itself back together across time. Jennifer Garner makes the most of her screen time as she struggles to keep young Adam on the right path while trying to deal with her own grief. And as the child of a single mom, I really related to both both young Adam and Jennifer Garner's characters, because I have seen how difficult that can be. And it's true, you don't really appreciate that until you're much older. And that's something that plays into Future Adam's point of view when he's talking to his younger self. The fact that a lot of people don't really seem to appreciate most of what their parents do for them until for some of them it's too late. Mark Ruffalo also casts a shadow over the film before he even makes an appearance, and his character balances the distance of an academic consumed with world changing research and the intimacy required of a father raising a young son. And the conflict between those two also plays into the story. This is a character that doesn't enter the film early on, and yet He feels like he's part of the entire movie because I think that the script is pretty well written. The fact that there were so many drafts done over so many different years, over a decade of development, the fact that it feels mostly like a cohesive story is a credit to uh, the creative team behind the final version of this film because it doesn't seem like a story that's sort of a Frankenstein's monster of so many different people's work over the years, even though there are four credited writers. The heart of this movie is the family, and I think the biggest Flaw with the film is that it comes at the expense of the supporting characters in the movie. Catherine Keener has a role as basically a mustache twirling villain, but she also has to play aside a younger version of herself, and that younger version is done with what I think is some very unfortunate de aging technology. It's gotten better than it used to be, but I still don't think we're quite there yet. And about eighty percent of what I've seen uh, really just takes me out of the film. So I, I don't think that that was the best choice. If you can't pull off technologically, and it's not very convincing for me technologically, so that was a barrier a little bit when we had a younger version of Catherine Keener in these scenes. Zoe Saldana's character, Laura, is also good in the film, but I wish that she had more of a central role to play in the main story. As it is, she feels like almost sort of a side quest uh, that we visit before continuing on to the main storyline. I don't know if that is the product of so many different revisions being done to the script. She exists as motivation for future Adam because Because She's somebody that he knows as part of that future world, but she doesn't really feel fully integrated into the story until close to the end. I understand the function of her character and I liked her character. I just wish that they'd been able to make her feel more central to the movie. The preview screening I attended last night was at Cinemark, Select Cinemark Theaters, and they had a live Q&A that was live-streamed to all the audiences nationwide afterwards. And one of the things that Ryan Reynolds brought up, and I really don't want to gloss over it when I'm talking about this in my review, is the fact that he and Sean Levy, one of the reasons that they're drawn to working together is that they have a commitment to making new intellectual property. And he even said it like, I love the intellectual property that's around there, but how can you have more great stories if nobody's making new stories? And I think you have here, with this actor-director combo, two consecutive really strong films in Free Guy and now The Adam Project that are, yes, rooted in things that we know, but are their own stories and invent new characters and new ways for us to see their worlds. And I think there's kind of a cynical talking point going around for a lot of what's out there right now that says that if it is somehow obviously rooted in things of the past, if you can tell where it comes from, then it's just cheap nostalgia or it's It's just, you know, empty homage. And first of all, uh, you could say that of the things that are now being praised as incredible IP. Star Wars was rooted in the serials of the 1940s and 50s, as well as so many other films. Indiana Jones, even more so. These are movies that took inspiration from previous kinds of movies and then spun them into a new and interesting story. And I think that's what great stories do. They build on the stories of other people in fresh and interesting ways. They draw inspiration from the best of what's connected to audiences in the past but the originality comes not from what the story is rooted in, but from what the story does with their characters. And I liked the characters in this movie. The fact that it is obviously referential to movies from the 80s doesn't mean that it's cheap or empty or uh, some kind of a shortcut to the audience's heart. I think The Adam Project is a movie that kids are going to like and connect to, that their parents are going to like and connect to, that their grandparents are going to connect and enjoy as well. It is a genuinely, I found, to be funny heartfelt family movie that doesn't feel like it's only made for the younger parts of the family. And for those families that choose to gather around the television this weekend, there's actually a pretty strong slate because we have two films, uh, this film as well as Turning Red, which is premiering on Disney Plus this weekend, that I think are great movies for the entire family that have something that everybody can take away from them. And yes, it is frustrating that these aren't available in theaters because I think that both of these movies would have actually done well well in theaters but this is part of the new paradigm and I actually think that it's a step forward that we are starting to see films released directly to streamers like Netflix and like Disney Plus that are of the same quality of movies that would have hit theaters two or three years ago because it starts to remove some of that direct-to-streaming stigma that unfairly exists for a lot of films. Is there a lot of garbage that goes direct-to-streaming? Absolutely there is but more and more there's also some great stuff and if this paradigm is going to work then you have to start making great for all different platforms. I think The Adam Project is a really strong movie. It's a big recommendation for me. And if you're staying in this weekend and watching new films, I think that you're going to have a really enjoyable one. Before I wrap up, I want to thank the sponsor of this review, which is Peloton. 2022 is a big year for me as far as looking at myself, trying to improve different things about myself. And one of those is staying in a fitness routine. One obstacle for me traditionally on that has been burning out, basically the same route that you're running every single day or the same workout video that you watch every time. After a while, it gets boring and repetitive Peloton offers so many different workouts, and not just for things like running and biking, but also things like yoga and boxing, which is a new addition this year. These classes are for all skill levels, and they're also adding things like new artists and new music selections to keep things fresh. There's also more daily workout variety, so it's not like you just have a bunch of 60 minute videos, whether you have 15 minutes or 30 minutes, 45 minutes to work out. If you wanna do a full two hour workout or you only have 15 minutes before work, Peloton has a class type and a class length for you. You can stay motivated with classes like bike workouts, yoga, meditation, and more. There are more things that Peloton offers than I could go to in one sitting here, but luckily you can find out even more about everything they have to offer at OnePeloton.com. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. I want to thank them for sponsoring this review, and I want to thank you for watching it. I hope you have a great weekend, no matter what you decide to watch or do, and come back on Monday. I will have my box office show, Charts with Dan. We'll be looking at the stuff that wasn't on the streamers this weekend. We'll see how the second week of The Batman did, and I'll also be keeping my ear to the ground for any news and entertainment stories that I think might be worth bringing to you. Thank you so much for watching. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.